like they on, could... can you tell anything by the uh, folding of the bag? Like sun chips. I honestly think they might be sun chips. Are these the final guesses that we're locking yeah. in? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're both wrong. They're Funyuns. <laughs> I can't find Funyuns anywhere. Also, no what? one's ever been louder with Funyuns than you. I can't. I don't think they make Funyuns out here. I've ate a Funyun once in my they don't life. Make I Funyuns think. out there. <laughs> <laughs> So upset. I, you know what I think's better? You know those in the green bag, the onion rings that say two dollars um, on them. You know. What I'm oh, about? you're talking about funyuns. No, no. Oh, you're talking about funyun rings. <laughs> There's like a the Uts brand. Oots. Uts. Ooh. And I'm not a big savory. Uh, I'm not a big Uts. crunchy savory person. So mm. there's not a lot that I. I've had a Sun Chip. <laughs> Leanne can list the names of chips she's had on ten on her, both her no, hands. No, I literally can. <laughs> That's so funny. It's the cheddar ruffles, sun chips, um, but the only the garden veggie ones. I thought you were going to say badonkadonk for some reason, <laughs> but the... I've had badonkadonk. a badonkadonk. Uh, I'm a munch. Uh, your mom's butt I'm cheeks. a munch. I'm definitely um, a munch. I feel <laughs> like I can smell... Ew! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Art Farts. Welcome back to Heart Farts. Welcome oh, back to Art Farts. I realize why I think we always tend to sing when we get on air with Art Farts because we're all Hold on. Microphones. Did we do that? Because this feels like the first time it's happened. That we well, we're always singing. That's why we have a playlist because we're we always. We are singing often. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then but we're I, not usually like that. Like what? I usually am like that, but I feel like that's an anomaly. <laughs> that's not it. That's not the right word. That's the right word. Oh my god! <laughs> Stop that's the right word. it! Stop it, guys! I thought you were like questioning if it was an anomaly or not. That like, is not it. No. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I guess Andrew is always singing. I'm never singing like that though. But I am holding a microphone in my hand. It's like the well. That's why I was effect. saying. That felt like the first time that we came in and you started singing. That felt Welcome like the first. Welcome back to Art Farts. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to Art Farts. This is an Art Farts exclusive. My favorite is using the mouth sounds when I have a, a board in front of me that could play the sounds for me. I thought you said a boy <laughs> oh, in front of hit me you with for a, good a second. And I was my like. <laughs> my name's Jeff. My name's Jeff. And my name is Jeff. I like to hit the button and then we both still will say it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that's our, that's like the cue in like one and a two and my a. My name is Jeff. My name's Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to Art Farts, everybody. If you're new here or you're not new and you need a reminder of what we do here, we're a little art history podcast that absolutely has no clue what they're talking about. That's right. We're three friends that have an interest in art and art history related things, but no education to back it up. Um, so every week we take a topic related to art history, whether it's an artist, art piece, art movement, art place, art genre, and we kind of baby bird it into your mouths in layman's terms, in, in bad language. Regurgitation. 
Oh, I'm going to throw up. All right. No education to back it up, but we will be backing it up. Well, we're going to. Oh, don't... we back it up. All right. If something's wrong, don't write into us. We already know. Don't let us know. Wait, <laughs> but we would like the interaction. So please write into us. Yeah, write into us. If we get something right, let us know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if we do anything right, just please contact us. At least we're passionate, right? Right? You know what? It, we have the audacity. Yeah. That's I'm all not sure I'd even go that far. I don't even have the audacity. <laughs> no, I don't, we're not even passionate. Oh, I'm pretty passionate. I'm, I'm, feeling, not, I'm feeling a little passionate about this, about tonight. I could fall asleep right now. Oh. <gasps> I'm not passionate about anything, but if I were to be passionate about something, it would be this. See, Andrew, you're left in the dust. I'm not passionate about anything, but if I were to be passionate about anything, it wouldn't be this, probably. If I were to be be passionate about anything, it would be Passion Fruit by Drake. Is that the song that he sings? Yeah. Passionate. No, I do. I do love art. I do love me some art, and some art history. So, um, me too. This is art farts. I'm Courtney. Oh, I'm Leanne. Oh, I'm Andrew. I love <laughs> both. Of you said oh. <laughs> Who am I? I said oh because she said oh. I was gonna say my O prompted Andrew's O. <laughs> it always does. Uh, at the start of episodes, if we so see it. Hello. <laughs> if we so huh? be it. If we so be Rewind. it. Rewind. We might have a little few bits and bobs for you. If you're wondering what a bit or a bob is, it's when we do a little bit or bob before the episode starts. Great explanation. Thank you. Thank you. Um, sometimes we'll do about some event in history that happened on this day. Don't have that for you today. Instead, I have another round of our game, History Heroes. Oh, hell yeah. History heroes. How does this game work History again? Right, and I, thank God I didn't have to say it. So I'll explain it to you once I get this little shit open. I thought you were going to say once again. I was like, I have to leave. <laughs> One second. You go, <gasps> no. <laughs> Do I hear someone talking? <laughs> it was Google in an Australian accent going, I'm having trouble connecting to the internet. So Me. So that was what device did that come from? Never mind. That was so because it came from seemingly Evan's dresser. I think it's an Apple Pod or whatever, actually. An Apple Pod? Mm-hmm. That can't be a thing. Yeah, I think so. Guys, what is it? Is so that's like just like an Apple speaker? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, mean, I, I think so. I don't know. I, I think don't so. Know. Got some. Oh, I'm so excited. Couldn't if I tried. (laughs) So History Heroes is this game I picked up from the National Gallery, Art Gallery in London. Um, And essentially it gives you six different clues about a famous artist, like media artist, not like musician artist. And um, the, if you get it sooner, you get more points. Um, so you have to guess okay. who it is, essentially. So It's all coming back to me. <laughs> maybe we'll do two rounds. I'm going to let Leanne pick both. Oh, it is all coming back to me. 
Yes, and might I say, I just looked down and I was so startled. I've I haven't seen your feet in months. <laughs> I was gonna say, Courtney always has huh? socks on. I always Courtney wear socks. Always has socks on, and I she's wearing slippers with no socks right now. And even just to see the top of her foot is so jarring. I'm so like I can't show my feet and I can't not wear <gasps> socks. But yeah, I have. Courtney, she's been keeping track of when she sees your feet. Isn't there something wrong here? She likes my feet, I think. I like your socks. <laughs> I'm always wearing socks, and people are always like, you wore those socks yesterday, because I'll buy, like, really good socks, and I'll wear them for, like, four days, four or five days straight, because they're, like, shoe socks. Hmm. I have a thing where I can't wear my day socks to bed, so I have to switch into night socks. Oh, and that's, I guess people don't know this about I me. Can't I wear don't socks wear socks to bed. bed. Yeah, I don't wear socks to bed. I thought that was, uh, isn't, isn't that, like, the, the typical thing? No, I thought peop- most people don't wear socks to bed. People go, I think I think it's like pretty split actually. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let us know if you wear socks to bed. There's certain occasions too, like if I'm cold, I will put on socks, but I feel more comfortable without socks. And it's actually this whole thing because Evan always makes fun of me because I take off my socks at nighttime and I put them <laughs> in certain places and they like leave their shape. And then when I put, th- I put them on the next morning. It looks like you vaporized. <laughs> yes, I had them out just now and he was dying. He'll take pictures and send them to me. I like when you take off your joggers or sweatpants and your socks all in one swift motion and the socks stick in the joggers and it's. <laughs> as if it's you're frozen in time <laughs> i like i keep them in a, in a certain place too and sometimes they'll just like pile up in there and then i like pull out like seven <laughs> pairs Hold of on. socks i i had to look this up um so in the u.s uh 63 of people do not sleep with socks on and 25 percent of people sometimes Wait. do and only <laughs> and only 11.5 percent regularly sleep with socks on this isn't <laughs> the math is not adding up, actually. <laughs> Why'd they say most likely for that for that population, but not for the no sock wearing population? Once we hit a third number, I mean? was out of here. Yeah, no, exactly. It should be sixty. It, no, it's and the it's sixty three. <laughs> no, seven twenty five percent sometimes wear socks, so they don't always wear one or or either wear socks you or have don't to wear have socks. A preference though, right? Because like I sometimes uh, do wear socks. You don't socks have to have a preference. This is what this is what they're saying. Twenty five percent don't have a preference. I will say sometimes I'm like it's a no sock night. This is this is my rule, and I want everyone to abide by this. Oh, oh holy <laughs> shit! If you can't fall asleep at night, try doing the opposite of what you have on your feet. Try doing the opposite <laughs> of what you're doing. But I, so, I, that makes sense. I, I mean, but I, I see a bunch of things about how wearing socks to bed makes you, it, like, helps you fall asleep. That's, um, if, if I'm wearing but, socks and I can't fall asleep, it's because I'm wearing socks and I need to take them off. If I'm not wearing but, socks and I can't fall asleep, it means I, means I need to put them on and then I do fall asleep. It works yeah, every see, time. But I I can't fall asleep and I hate wearing socks to bed. So I just, but like so putting socks on like it's just now I can't fall asleep and also I have socks on my did feet. Did you turn did you turn your pillow around? Sometimes you just got to reset your head and your toes. That's what I told my myself. I've, I don't uh-huh. think I've ever tried that actually. Maybe I'll try that. Try it. That's what I do. Well, and actually I no, I've yet. definitely tried that before, but it's not <laughs> something I usually try. <laughs> well, try it tonight. Let me know. Okay, Leanne's going to pick a card now. History Heroes. Oh, you're not supposed to look at Don't worry, I can't read right now. <laughs> you want to pick a different one just to be? No, I didn't see anything. 
Leanne did pick it up toward her face. I just didn't see anything. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start. So it starts with six. And what did I, what was the word last time I made everyone say? Fart. Fart in. Fart in. For the answer. Okay. <laughs> um, Martin for the answer. So this is six. So if you get this, you get six points. And I think I have like a, I'm going to have an ongoing tally. Um, so like from last week, I don't remember right now, but well, I'll get your tally soon. I turned down a knighthood in 1990. I said, I don't want value prizes. I value friends. Oh. Oh. Um, sounds like something I would do. Is the answer me? Fart me? No. <laughs> Fart me? That's like, sounds like my name, honestly. Oh. Oh. It's not you, Andrew. Any farts, Liam? I almost said Elton John, but that's actually <laughs> one of the only nights that I do know. You're Fart, weirdly, Elton like, John. kind of close. <laughs> like, oh. Like, you're not close at all, but, like, that would be, in my head, that's, like, the musical equivalent. Fart. Banksy. No. <laughs> uh, Wait, stop. You get one guess per... <laughs> per stop. <laughs> Wait, stop. Also, I was waiting for you to say something about it. <laughs> also, just, I think that this artist is probably going to be harder to name off the top of your head, but it definitely is someone you've heard about before. Like, if you, once you hear the name, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. For five points, in 2002, Lucian Freud and I painted each other. I sat for him for 120 hours. He sat for me for four. Wait, Lucian, Lucy, Lu, wait. Oh, maybe it's Lucian. No, Lucian not Freud? to correct you, but for a second, I thought you said Lucy and Freud. And I <laughs> fart. David Bowie. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not David Bowie. It is not a musician. This isn't a the. Yeah, but David Bowie did other art stuff too. Okay, that's true, but no, most known for for visual art. There's a piece of outside grass on me. Could be Bean. Oh. Fart, a piece okay. of outside grass. <laughs> no. Leanne, any farts? Will you give that to me one more time? In 2002, Lucian Freud and I painted each other. I sat for him for 120 hours. He sat for me for four. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, for four points. I always painted figures and objects, even when abstract art was more fashionable. You're really throwing a curveball here. Um, You're really throwing a turd ball here. Um, I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to say anything. Actually. Oh, my God. Fart Picasso. No. I like what? your thinking, though. Thank you. But I will say, I feel like he was an abstract artist. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they weren't a knight. And I'm like, was it Sir Elton John? <laughs> They were a king among men. Um, okay, for three points. In the 1980s, I experimented with photo collages. In the 21st century, I painted with my iPad. Well, who amongst us haven't? <laughs> I actually didn't know that this, oh, wait, this person why am owned I, an iPad. I'm what? thinking of a person and I can't. <laughs> I'm never going to remember their name, to be honest. And I don't actually think it's the person. Um, it's a hard name to, like, pull out, I think. It is pretty hard. Fart. I'm going to say Simon Cowell. Oh, my God. 
Okay. <laughs> You're wrong. Fart. I'm going to say oh. Paula Abdul. It took you a while, <laughs> so right. I wasn't sure. <laughs> That's oh my God. Wrong. Okay, I think this next one might be the most helpful. For two points, I famously painted a series of paintings in acrylic of swimming pools in California. Oh my this God. Is the most helpful one? Yeah. I can, oh, okay. I, why do I, I can picture them. I think, and, and Leanne, I think you and I did go see this piece. We saw this piece. I, I can't picture them at all. I don't know what this me is. And Gibby, me and Gibby had this this painting. We both unknowingly had this as our phone wallpaper. Wait, you said you said swimming pools? Yes. Uh, California pools? Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> oh, drank. Uh, yes, California swimming oh, pull pools. Oh, up. Not Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> if I have oh, to headshot. Be Okay, well, for one point, I am one of the most popular and celebrated artists of the 20th and 21st century. I, I already said Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> and you're wrong. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Kendrick. What the f- I said today, this is, this is, I, I, maybe I shouldn't say this. I feel like you might have to now. I said, Kendrick Lamar, don't mention the pandemic challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, I, there's no, there's no possible way of me getting it. I'm going to say fart, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> wow. I never thought I'd hear those three words together. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure, I was like, what's the third word in Ed Sheeran? <laughs> Brain dead. <laughs> Leanne, any farts? It's Ed, Sheer, and Anne. <laughs> no. <laughs> the answer is David Hockney. I don't think Shut I've ever heard down. that name in my life. Really? He was born in 1937. Yeah. I bet, well, we got to talk about him sometime. Well, that's crazy because you know how I said I didn't see anything? Mm-hmm. I did see a D, but I was like, I know it's not going to help me anyway. <laughs> how, about I, how about I pick the next one for everybody? Yeah. Okay. Well, now I can't stop thinking about swimming pools drank. That's true. That's true. You get a pool full of liquor and you die. A pool full of liquor and die. I was raised in a sandbox <laughs> next to you and her. Okay. Oh, we've talked about this this artist a lot Ooh. before in the past. You know, even at six, we might get it. I feel hopeful. Six. Remember to fart in, fart in, everybody. For six points, I had the same name as my dead brother. I thought I was him in another form. <laughs> Wait, I oh, literally, this is, I'm so, so almost just threw up. Can you go? Can you this is ringing a lot of bells, but <laughs> I can't think of the name. For six points, I had the same name as my dead brother. I thought I was him in another form. This is ringing so many bells, but I can't. I can't think of a name at all. <laughs> we we definitely we did this for an episode, right? And, um, there was a bit at the start where I did a little debrief on this artist, <laughs> but I don't think I don't think we dedicated a whole. Okay, Waluigi. Leon <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> looks wow. like you make a fun noise. Okay, sorry. <laughs> For five points, I made Wah. paintings. 
<laughs> for five points, I made paint. Do I have sunglasses on my head right now? Yeah, I thought you knew that. Huh? I've been waiting for you to put them on. No, I had no clue. I just all of a sudden felt pressure on my head, and I thought I was going to die. You, you know, under I would, pressure. I feel like saying sunglasses is an understatement. I also Sorry, can, David Bowie. Courtney looks like she's on Love Island. <laughs> And I can see the reflection in your glasses. <laughs> oh, you can see my answer. I can, I can see all of your notes, but I can't see the card. Okay, but good. I am scared. I, <laughs> for five points. I am scared. Bo is afraid. <laughs> Did you say always afraid? No, Bo is afraid. No, I'll make me Bo laugh. I'm going to poop myself what is right that? now. That's a movie. Leanne is afraid. Oh. I, for five points, I made painting, sculptures, and films about the dreams I had. A hoe is afraid. Um... <laughs> Under pressure. <laughs> About um, the dreams? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I was my brother. Any farts? Fart. Um, <gasps> Don't just Dali? fart. Yes. <laughs> I was about to be so mean to you. And then you're right. Oh, wait, what did they say? Wait, what did you say? I was just saying, don't just fart because you want to fart. <laughs> wait, what did Andrew say? Dolly. Fuck. And he's right. That's a, don't just fuck. Fuck yeah. Um, Joker fact, which again I haven't established if Joker fact means Wait, it's a real what? fact or it's a joke. <laughs> joke the, or fact. The, at the bottom of all the cards, it says Joker fact, like Joker, like the Joker. Joker fact. That's and a, it, a very strange thing to put at the bottom. Of the <laughs> yes. Cards, just and saying. And I'm like, is this just a real fact? That's like, oh, funny little fact, or is this like a lie? Because it says Joker fact. But it says, I designed jewelry, including a jeweled ruby heart that actually beats. Which I feel like would be true. How the fuck would it beat? I mean, <laughs> sorry I came in so aggressive. Um, what is it? Dolly beating heart? Yeah. Try that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> he did? Yep. It doesn't explain anywhere in the instructions on what the Joker fact is for. Those are the facts that... Um like Joaquin Phoenix is really into. That would actually make sense too, based on these Joker facts. Leanne looks scared. It's because I'm on Wisley.com reading an article by Candy47. <laughs> <laughs> Hate when that happens. How does it beat? Oh, um, the moving mechanism which makes the heart beat is a sync. Fuck. A synchron motor normally used for clocks. Oh, okay. Uh, the source for that yep, is the Salvador Dali upward. Foundation. The Salvador Dali Museum is like in Florida. We should go sometime. Oh, I want to go to Florida. <laughs> oh. No offense oh. if you're in Florida, but I'm sorry. <laughs> for you. <laughs> Not for me. Not for you. That's no so offense, Florida, but no fucking way. <laughs> I'm not going. You can't make me. I've never been in Florida and been like, ah, I'm so glad I'm in Florida. <laughs> I definitely used to be very glad to be in Florida when I was a kid. I, I feel like if I was, if I had like, if I was in a resort, that could be fun. Yeah. I mean, I used to go to like, what, like Disney? That sounds cool, right? Oh, you know what? I did go to Disney. I had, I was little though. And I, my face was really hot. I was going to say, even at Disney <laughs> Resort, I'm like, this is a little too much. But, like, I, imagine going now when I you're, mean, like, as by a the kid, pool. I'm sure it wouldn't have been too much. I mean, there's I go on the Dumbo ride, and that's it. <laughs> I uh, broke my front teeth in a pool in Florida when I was a child. <laughs> 
as Spencer was scarred by Disney when we were I was in middle school and now we could we could never go back after that oh, that's where you saw Brickley though yes. shout out to the Lego episode yeah. of Art Farts love Brickley love Brickley love the Muppets that's I'm making it. my t-shirt that says bricked for Brickley I've <laughs> 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 hmm. Lego waffles today. What'd you just say? Evan bought Minecraft <gasps> themed Lego Lego waffles. Lego waffles. <laughs> are they green? Minecraft themed. No, they're like yeah, bit, what like they're like eight bit. No, they have bites <laughs> out of them. Are they are they cubes? Wait. Honestly, he might have not bought them. Minecraft waffles. <laughs> Minecraft waffles. Did I send you guys the Minecraft Pringles? No. What'd you they, see? They they're making Minecraft Pringles, but the first one they're doing is like Rot, like rotten something or oh my other. God. Minecraft waffle, real waffle. <laughs> I'm gonna poop my pants. I'm gonna poop my pants. Um, I'm gonna poop my belt. Courtney, I don't believe you. I swear. I don't know. <gasps> Did you find it? It's on Reddit. It was in Target today. Ah, I found the the Pringles. Minecraft Pringles, suspicious stew. That You're that joking. is the, that's the flavor they're You're going joking. with. Someone said, are they nope. actually Minecrafty or is it just the packaging? What the fuck do you mean? Is, you, are we actually in Minecraft or is that just... Yeah, was that a growl? Oh. <laughs> she's at the door. She wants to get let in, but... Oh my God, our, she's no a guest. Way. No way. Oh, I no hear the No fucking way. She wishes. <laughs> I love that she wants to be on Art Farts, though. She's at your bedroom door. <laughs> Yeah, she really wants to come in. <laughs> what will she do if you let her in? She'll walk in. She'll go to my garbage, realize that my garbage has a lid and she can't take anything out of it, and then walk out. <laughs> then let her in. Oh, that's so fun. Well, she, let her see the garbage. Fine, I'll let her in. And then we'll start this this MFR. <laughs> then we'll get this show on the road. Um. Go ahead. Take a look. I don't even know what that. I pressed a button and I don't Go know what ahead, it. Is. Take a look, he says. Look it's at the like garbage. Oh, she's. She wants attention. She's just letting. She's just standing here and having me pet her. No, go look at the garbage. <laughs> oh, she just wants to hang out with me. It's fucking weird. She just wants to get pet. <laughs> attention seeking. Yep, she's just. She's looked at the garbage. She's turned around. <laughs> she's come back to me for some pets I'm not gonna do it please <laughs> no he said she'll never leave oh and I would love to have you here but I don't know what noises Listen, you'll make <laughs> it's just tonight I can't I'm doing art farts I'm <laughs> I'm doing art farts you gotta go <laughs> wow she and she doesn't usually linger like this I think she, it's because I'm not usually sitting here like this when she Aww. comes in. She's, She's concerned. Oh. <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> hey, go go ahead. Go go She's ahead. She's really yeah, letting can, it linger. Yeah, okay, you cranberries. Can, you can just yeah. You can just go. You, yeah. You go on. Kaya. Get out of here. <laughs> go on. Scram. I can start She's talking just, about my thing. She She's hears it and she walks here. out. She might walk out. I'm scared. What She's is just standing here. <laughs> She's possessed. I mean, I guess I guess start with your thing and then I'll Are you going to have to physically remove her from the function? 
No, I mean, don't I don't think she's going to make many noises. She's probably not going to bark or anything unless something happens. Then let her listen. Don't displace Okay. Her. Okay. I'm going to close the door, though, Kaya. So, you know, just, you know, you know about podcasting, Kaya. <laughs> she gets it. <laughs> that was really scary. I played, Evan sent a voice memo and I played it. And as soon as it finished, I hear Gibby in the kitchen go, what'd you just say? <laughs> Sounds like she was talking to you. Yeah, that was really scary. My whole arm just went tingly. Okay, I'm going to fart myself in. Is that okay with everybody? Yeah, get uh-huh. get into it. Oh, so every week one of us has a turn with a topic. And this week it is my turn with a topic. <laughs> they don't even know why they're here. <laughs> Is that farting? Do you hear that? Yeah, no, that's farting. Okay, I'm going to fart myself in one more time. Today on Art Farts, I'm going a little out of the box, and I'm talking about not one painting, but several paintings. I feel like I do do that a lot, so uh, that's not very different. But that is because I will be discussing a very famous art history-related motif, um, which is a little out of the box for this. I've talked about motifs before in general, like on our Memento Mori episode, which I said insert episode name here, did not insert, so good luck finding that. Um, However, Memento Mori is kind of like more of a symbol than it is a motif, even though they're like slightly related to each other. Um, Similar things. Yeah. yeah. Memento Mori works as both a symbol and a motif. And for today, I'm going to be talking more about a literary motif that slowly turned into an entire genre of art with several different modes of symbolism within it. So I'm talking about something bigger than Memento Mori. And to briefly define a motif, if you're unfamiliar with the word out there, motif is a distinctive feature or dominant idea within art or literature, according to my Google search. But I always think of it as like a reoccurring theme, meaning either it happens like often throughout one piece, not the anime, (laughs) one piece of art, one piece of writing, Mm. or it's used throughout several pieces of art or literature. So like in Moby Dick, the boat is a motif. I don't know, something like that. (laughs) <laughs> I have not read Moby Is Dick. Is that tr- have you read Moby Dick? I have I read it a long time ago. I feel like just in my head it feels like there's definitely motifs in there, but I don't know. Right. The when they say boat, oh, they don't I'm, sh- I'm sure there are. <laughs> the whale's a symbol and a motif, probably. She recurs. <laughs> um okay, enough stalling. I know you're probably on the edge of your seat right now wondering what motif I'll possibly be talking about today. Ooh. Well, it's not Adam and Steve. <laughs> That's right. I'm talking about Adam and Eve. We can we can start that intro over if you want. You can do oh. something else. <laughs> you know, I was like, this is bad, but I thought it'd be funny. Um, love Adam okay, and Steve. Now, love Adam. Dog is Courtney's on my Adam. Bed, I'm Steve. With the covers now. Oh. What's your dog doing? She's she's messing up all the covers. She sometimes she goes onto my bed and she'll just like lift up all the covers and push them all to the. <laughs> she's bottom. looking for she's garbage. She's making the Stop. bed. Stop it. Oh my god. <laughs> I love when pets do things like that. Right. They're just a little weird. Um, no, I love Adam and I love Steve and I love Steve from Minecraft. <laughs> oh. Um, we'll talk about them a different day, but today I'm going to be talking about Adam and Eve. It's Adam and Eve, not Minecraft Steve. <laughs> That's crazy. Right? Has anyone ever said that? Anyway, go ahead. Steve. Sure back your shirt. <laughs> now, I attended church periodically throughout my life, but not when I was younger. So I never learned actually about 
this story at Sunday school or anything like that. Like, the, people reference it, but I never was, like, sat down and taught how the story went. So my first experiencing, my first experience learning about this tale was from my art history classes in college. So I have no religious trauma connected to these two people. And if anything, I really thought of the story as a story more than a retelling of an actual event. Like I thought it was always fictional. Um, but I'm curious to know what your relations are to the, the so-called Adam and Eve. Liam's mouth is hanging open. Well, mine are traumatic. <laughs> and, and I also do have a badum right after my question because I said, what, what is your relation to Adam and Eve? Because canonically, as the story goes, we're all related to them. Ha, 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 ha. Um, uh, but yeah, what's your connection to those two guys? That like They like told me that was why everything was the way it was. They were like, God took a rib. From, and by they, I mean the church. I don't know everyone who told me everything. <laughs> um, they took a rib from Adam and they made Eve with it. So I was like, oh, okay. So that's that's why we are this way. <laughs> and then, yeah, I like knew the story from Sunday school. And then the reason, so, at, so Eve, she ate the forbidden fruit. She was like, Adam, come get a load of this. He got a load of this. And that's why um, we have so much pain with childbirth. That was our punishment for eating the fruit. So I was like, that explains that. <laughs> That's that on that. Um, yeah, I feel like I know a lot about them. Those little hooligans. Andrew, what about your connections? I have no connection to it at all. Oh, it's I'm actually FaceTiming story. you. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. I can't breathe. I can't How does that happen? <laughs> I, oh, because it's there. It's there on the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, I see that it's there on the screen. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Just to hear the FaceTime noise so loud, and then Andrew, what the? Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta let my dog out. Keep, keep uh, talking. Oh, this episode's a mess. <laughs> oh my. Oh my God. gosh. Yeah, okay. and then God was like. Who told you you were naked? That's what I know about them. That's what I know about them. Um, do you, how do you feel about it? Like, did you ever think it was just a story or you're like, this is real, this is canon? I mean, for I, every, I thought the Bible was canon for like my entire like child's life. So I, I mean, now obviously I'm like, there probably was not an Adam, there probably was not a Steve. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> What the? F <laughs> Cancel her. Oh, um, there probably is a Steve, but I'm like, oh, that probably is just like a story, a metaphor, if you will. Yeah, like the story itself is kind of like a motif in a, in a way. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into. I'm that. like, there was no, there was no rib surgery. <laughs> so. Andrew, you have any last input before I get started on this about? No, I okay. have no connection. I, I would never, nothing ever religious. It's just a story that I've heard. Okay. So I'm going to go over the story um, because this story actually does have many variations. It's told mm -hmm. in the Hebrew Bible, the Quran. It's also one of the most popular stories from Christianity. Um, and they're all similar stories. I'm going to, I'm going to reemphasize the one from like the, the Catholic Christian 
version of the Bible. The story goes that Adam and Eve were the first humans to exist. Adam was made by God from dust. They take one of Adam's ribs. They, God, takes one of Adam's <laughs> ribs and fashions Eve out of it. So he has a companion and he's not lonely. And then, which I'm like, that's interesting. Did loneliness exist before that? Um, and then they're placed in the Garden of Eden. And Adam is told that he can eat freely from all the trees in the garden except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Um, and then one day a serpent convinces Eve to eat from this tree as it will give her the knowledge of the universe and make her super powerful. Um, so she eats it, gives some to Adam who, or like offers some to Adam who's like, yeah, I'll eat some of that. And then God curses all three of them, the serpent, Adam and Eve to, and this is what he says, the man to a lifetime of hard labor followed by death. The woman to the pain of childbirth and to subordination to her husband, and the serpent to go on his belly and suffer the enmity of both man and woman. A little and bit then, problematic. Yes, absolutely. Right? Like, what if you? Why'd you make that fucking tree? Also, the 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 fact that the man's like, you're gonna have to work your whole life and then die. Women also have to do that. Now. You know what? <laughs> like that was man's punishment was that they had to work until they died. <laughs> Our punishment was man. <laughs> um. And then God puts clothes on them because now they feel shame and embarrassment about their private parts hanging out. And then he banishes them from the garden lest they eat the fruit of a second tree called the tree of life, which will make them live forever. Which I've never heard of before. Yeah, what? Um, Did they do it? No. Wait, you guys oh. haven't? You? Oh, wait, no, I've never heard of that. Never mind. <laughs> wait, you guys don't know about the tree of life? I, well, I, you guys I, didn't for eat a second the tree I was life. like, hold on. But no, that is a second tree. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, That's he's like, thing. but mm -hmm. I'm thinking I couldn't make sense of it either. But I think it's that you can you can live forever with these terrible things. And so they didn't eat from the tree of life. Uh, but he gave them wait, a chance but, to live forever. But isn't their whole point that the terrible things is like, I mean, not not that like that is how life is. But isn't that probably how Christianity wants you to think how life is? Yes, you know? exactly. It sucks and then you die. That's what it, well that's what the man they weren't going to die before this apparently and then he oh. says like here's your punishment you're going to have man you're going to have to work oh, forever oh, and then oh. die. Women you're going to have to be in pain and subordinate to your husband and I'm then I'm guessing assume some assuming mm. also die. And then he's like or you can eat fruit from the second tree and live forever and they didn't eat the fruit from the second tree. They were set up. Yeah. They were set up. In the Hebrew version of the Bible, um, Adam is actually alone for a while, and he's a hermaphrodite, and he, like, can create life on his own. Um, but then it's like, oh, he feels loneliness, and then mm. so God, like, comes down and makes him a companion. So it's interesting in Christianity how it's, like, Im almost immediately he's like, here you go. And there actually is, like, a sense of, like, and you guys will make babies together which is kind of interesting where it's like mm. god's kind of like okay now have sex <laughs> like, okay and um, <laughs> yeah playing dolls with them um and then i didn't really look into much with the cure cure oh my gosh quran yes um i will be your voice <laughs> but it's a similar story they all all three of them think that these are the you know the two main people but adam first um so Adam and Eve becomes an art motif just as popular as Madonna and Child, of course. And I want to talk about why that is in five different means. Um, so we're going to talk about Adam and Eve in five different 
pieces of art with five different artist interpretations. Mm. Um, and I've categorized them into the following five different categories. One, the storyteller. Two, the symbol maker. Three, the woman hater. Four, the fantasy. And five, art is subjective and nothing matters at all. Okay. I'm the woman hater. <laughs> Tag yourself. Andrew? Um, I guess the art person. is subjective and nothing matters at all. <laughs> Perfect. It's like, when did I hang up on Andrew? <laughs> okay. Yeah, he didn't call back. Like, you're freaking kidding me. Um, <laughs> that's the last call. That's the last straw. So the first is the storyteller. As we've heard too many times before, probably by me on this podcast, for a long, 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 long time, only the rich could read. Um, but the Christian and Catholic churches wanted everyone to know the Bible inside and out. So they used paintings and drawings and stained glass and other pictures to learn about these fam- famous biblical stories. Um, so, of course, this story was used throughout art, medieval art. Actually, it was really hard to find, like, an original, like, an old, old piece of art of Adam and Eve. And then the ones I did find I really thought were ugly and I really hated them. So I chose a little later of a piece, but still pretty early. Um, the first Adam and Eve I bring to you is The Fall of Man and the Lamentation by Hugo van der Goes. Um, oh, I think my dog is at my door again. <laughs> <laughs> you open the door and it's us. <laughs> this situation seems a little haunted. Yeah, I'm kind of scared for you. The creaking she's of your door just is lay the down best. On my bed. Oh, she's back. <laughs> Um, so yes, the first one is the fall of man of the lamentation and the lamentation, sorry, but you can look up the fall of man and then it's Hugo H U G O van der Goes G O E S. The article I read about this piece describes it as nightmare fuel, but I'm going to let you all make your own interpretations about it now. Spell it again. It is the fall of man by Hugo H U G O van V-A-N-D-E-R-Dare, and Ghost, G-O-E-S. Yo, is she pregnant? No, this is actually, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. Yo, is she pregnant? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. His little body. Whose oh little God. body? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so, yeah, the article I read says this is nightmare fuel. What do you guys think? Oh, I guess it makes sense that the serpent has arms and legs because then God <laughs> banished his arms and legs as punishment. Yeah. You have to live on your belly. I, um, I wouldn't quite call it nightmare fuel, but there is something wrong here. <laughs> I don't love the way the serpent is depicted, to be honest. Yikes. I got to say I do love it. But you do love it. I do love the serpent just because of her little body is so funny. <laughs> um, I like the way the serpent looks. You're gonna like the way the serpent looks. Wow. Right, I your friends, it. you're gonna love this. Um, yeah, that <laughs> really looks like a pregnant belly. It has the like, you know, when you get the line up. You, I mean, not us, but what do you? Oh my god, it says safe searches on. Oh, it won't show you the boops. No. 
Um, yeah, Leanne does bring up a good point about her belly. This is actually um, th- how women were depicted in Flemish art at this time. Aww. So this this is made by a Flemish painter, Hugo van der Goes, um, in the year 1470. And in Flemish and Netherlandish art, this was just how women were shown. She looks just like me for real. Um, it's actually one of my favorite, because this is, so this is the area of art that I studied. This was one of my favorite parts was that women had very, like, it was a really good thing to have a little round belly. Um, the serpent looks a lot like me. (laughs) The serpent's my least favorite part. And I actually do have an interesting fact about this piece that I think you all are going to like. Um, but for a long, long time, this piece was credited to Jan van Eyck, Jan van Eyck, um, who we know and love. But I'm actually pretty glad that they found the true artist. No offense to Hugo um, van der Goes, but mm-hmm. one, I can't see Jan van Eyck making this little serpent creature. And two, I just like, it's almost like, not, it's very, very detailed. It's almost just not fantasyful enough, fanciful enough mm-hmm. for me to think of it as one of his pieces. Um, Hold on. I, um, my... Yeah, um, <laughs> She she discovered the cardboard cutout of my face um, and is very confused. So I'm going to have to deal with this. That's, hold on. And then immediate bark. You're going to have to send us the picture of your cardboard head so we can put it online. Oh, please go to our Instagram, Art Farts Podcast. I have I no fucking idea. If you type in, I don't think so. If you type in art farts on Instagram, I feel like you're gonna find us. If you're gonna, if you're gonna stay in the room, you can't bark at my cardboard cutout, okay? <laughs> oh I like God. the serpent's little hands. It's also interesting how it has like duck feet. I there was something about that like, I ignored. I chose to ignore it. Little red duck feet, and then. Almost like a kangaroo, I feel like the tail is a major support, like, a tr- they're like a tripod. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, I I meant to, like, look this part up, but I didn't quite yet, how in all of these early Adam and Eve paintings, although they don't feel, at this point, like, she hasn't eaten the fruit yet, yeah. they're not supposed to feel shame or embarrassment, they do always just get naturally covered up by their in- genitalia, because just mm-hmm. of, like, it would these were being shown in churches and it was like not modest to show genitalia, even if yeah. at that point in time it was fine. So. And I like the serpent looks to be female, which I feel like I always picture the serpent as like a, a male entity. So that's interesting. I also, her hair, if you zoom in, is up in like two little devil horn braids. Yes. I love that. Yes. It also... This is important that I didn't mention in the original little story, but it is never, ever said that Satan is the serpent. Oh, shit. Yeah. There's, like, it. I kept reading that it was, like, that. that is not, like, Framed. that is not for sure, like, kind of thing, which I think is interesting. Um, I thought it was, like, implied. No? Well, no, because then there's, like, a whole thing where it's, like, then later, later, like, God banishes Satan to hell, but... God doesn't banish the snake to hell. God banishes the snake to live his life on his belly and suffer man. And essentially, it's like the fact that snakes are like can be killed by humans, even though I feel like a lot of times snakes are scary to humans. But, um, well, I mean, it doesn't mean they can't be killed by humans. 
maybe was that like the idea is like Satan came to the snake and like talked to the snake or whatever, but mm, like they were in cahoots. But they, I don't know. The story said that it's not Satan; it's just an evil, an evil snake. I'll trust it. Not the snake, but rather <laughs> an evil serpent, if you will. I trust the snake. I, I think. Oh, sorry, I'm very oh. tired after dealing with my dog. <laughs> um, this looks like a very trustable snake to me. I would um, trust it. I mean, they took the fruit. She's so little. Also, the fruit is never defined, and it will be. We'll see a bunch of different types of fruit, but here it looks like it's an apple. Um, but it's it's very. It's just true to what's going on. The it shows clearly that they're in a garden. There's flowers. There's like a pathway to the right of the snake. There's mm. trees. Um, it shows it's supposed to be that Adam's on the left and Eve's on the right for some reason. Um, it, it shows just the, her taking the fruit, about to have the fall of the serpent. It's just very like clear what's going on. And then actually, this is a triptych, so it's got three panels and it shows like the fall. It shows like all of the story. So it's just one of those classic the storyteller. We see, you know, this is what people could look at and be like, oh yeah, I get, I get what's going on. Um, I'm sure you'd probably need some context, honestly. If you saw this for the first time just by itself, you'd be like, hmm, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, Google is giving oh, me the option. it would probably be nightmare fuel. <laughs> to view it in augmented reality. Oh, I love Google oh, augmented reality. Oh, no, don't reality. do that. Don't do that. I have those headphones or those glasses thing. Glasses. Glasses. Okay, I've got the next one. This one was my kind of my inspiration for doing today's topic, and I speak the most about this next one, and then the other ones are going to be a little less, but super excited. Um, and and in future episodes, I'm going to expand upon this idea. So this oh, is fuck yeah. this is exciting. So number two, the symbol maker. As art became more public to the people, symbolism became more and more common. I'm a big fan of talking about symbolism on this podcast. It was a way for artists to tell stories without having to include every single detail like we saw kind of with the last one where it's like, you got to have everything there so people know what's up. Um, we've looked at symbolism many times here on Art Farts, even when not meaning to. My favorite example, just to quickly like summarize how we can see it in art, is with those still life paintings where you might see a bowl of fruit, but every fruit stands for a different meaning. So if you see in someone's house there's a bowl with oranges and apples, you know what's up. You're like, oh, oranges means that they're really sexy and apples means that they're trustworthy. I don't know, mm -hmm. but that kind of that kind of thing. To almost shorten the Adam and Eve story and f to allow artists to show off their talent more and add in more details and symbolism related to this piece, um, symbolism within using this motif grew and grew. A famous piece that I think best displays this is Adam and Eve by Albrecht Durer, created in 1504. This is Durer, D-U-R-E-R, -E who I have definitely briefly talked about before. Um, and this dude, I say it every time, he needs his own episode one day. You might remember him from when I talked about the uh, rhinoceros um, and, yes. and Durr's wood, wood grave engravings. That was a while ago. Yes. He is one of my favorite artists. I have gotten to see his personal collection. They let us like backstage at the um, art building in Vermont. And I got to see like some of his original pieces up close. It was very, very cool. Love him. Oh, this image is whack. You think so? I can't wait to talk about it. I'm very excited right now. Whack is in there is a lot going on, including his own name. Oh, yes. Classic Durr. His signature is sick as fuck. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit first before we get into what we see here, just to talk about 
the piece itself. Um, this is an engraving. It, so it's a print of an engraving, which is 25 by 20 centimeters in size. That's right. It is fucking tiny. You think of these tiny. things as being like pretty big. That Imagine carving something that small. Um, yeah, I, when I got to see his pieces up close, we had to have giant magnifying glasses just to see Aww. like the details and things. Shit. The article I read talking about this piece made an excellent point of why this section is called the symbol maker. Um, if you didn't know Durr's work, you would think, oh, he's just painting another Adam and Eve piece. He's telling a story. But it wasn't very Durr-like at this time to create biblical imagery. And actually, he just used this story as a motif um, to further exemplify the human form. Because right now, at this time, he was very interested in studying human proportions. Um, so it's kind of an ode to Italian and German Renaissance and a way to show people that he could create what he thought was the ideal man. So it's actually just a way for him to show off two muscly people. Um, and he just used, he was like, oh, who are two famous naked people I could paint or draw? And then he chose Adam and Eve. Now, in a lot of ways, this is a typical Adam and Eve picture. You've got Adam on the left side, Eve on the right side, the snake with the forbidden fruit. You have Eve taking the fruit and both of them having their genitalia covered. They're both standing in contraposto stance, which means when one foot is holding more of the weight. So like either the foot's positioned forward or behind. And this was a very common stance used in like ancient art and the Renaissance to show off those leg muscles. Um, you will notice some mm. things that are a little bit different. Like this isn't really a garden at all, but more of a forest. And there's more than just a snake there. There's a lot of other animals in there. Um, and that's because Durr is a mastermind. So I wanted to ask, what other things do you see in this painting? Or this piece? It's ooh, not a painting. Ooh, there's a cow. There's a cow. It's an ox. Yes, there's an ox. Ox? A cat? Um, He has a mouse under the tail is <laughs> under his foot. Yeah. She looks like Thomas Jefferson, forgive me. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> rabbit? There's a rabbit. There's a rabbit. He's holding a branch with a little bird on it, mm -hmm. along with the signature. Um I see the snake. I thought this was an owl, but it's just the trunk of the tree, which is scary to me. <laughs> There's also uh, I I I'm gonna say an elk. Mm-hmm. Um I see it looks like a goat in the very, yes, very far back. there's a goat. Oh, nice catch. In the top, are we talking about the top right corner, uh -huh. little tiny guy? Yep. Tiny oh, goat. Oh, man. Nice that is a job. tiny goat. Nice catch. Okay, I think you got all the animals. We got the cat, the mouse, the rabbit, the ox, the elk, the bird, the snake, the goat. Yeah, I think you got all the animals. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me talk about this piece now. Yes! We see... There's four animals I want to talk about first. The cat, the rabbit, the elk, and the ox, which represent the four humors, um, which is something that I've been dying to talk about on this podcast, and I'm going to have it be its own episode soon, so I won't get too into it right now. But um, the four humors were based on ancient med medicinal theories related to the human body and the four major fluids from specific organs. Um, so Yuck. the four humors represented different personalities or temperaments. Humor comes from, uh, humor doesn't mean like haha funny. Humor actually means fluid. Um, so the four fluids or the four humors are, or what we called today, we would say bodily fluid is the same idea. The humor is bodily fluid. It's blood, yellow bile, black bile, and phlegm. So it's, it's essentially blood, 
pee, poop, phlegm is the is the oh, I was like, what the shit is black bile? <laughs> and oh so, my god, and it is shit. Yeah, what the shit is black bile? Um, and the whole idea is if you have more of one thing than the other thing, like I forget the exact like formula but i will one day when i talk about this again like if you have more yellow bile you're tend to be like quick to anger or like whatever it is and so in medicine they'd be like oh you have too much yellow bile you're really angry too much piss you're pissed so they'd have to yes exactly and so they'd have to like reduce your piss and that's where like the term (laughs) the term melancholia comes from actually um if you know that Lars word. Von <laughs> yes, exactly. Like it, it's a huge thing in movies too, because melancholia was actually the feeling that only artists had because they were so great at being an artist. They were sad, and it was like oh, give a, it a rest. It was a medical condition, and they had to like fluctuate the humor so you didn't suffer from melancholia. You got to reduce Lars your piss. Would name his movie after that. <laughs> of course, he's fucking too much of an artist. Oh, uh, for Fuck real, you. I hate for that real. Guy. Oh, um. But what's really cool is that the four temperaments were actually corresponded to animals as well. Sanguine, sanguine is blood, and it's um, related to, to. Wait, I missed. Vampires. Wait, hold up. I'm up, and I'm I'm be, I'm being. I know the up. word Sang- sanguine because there is is there's a magic card called sanguine bond. And does it have a specific animal on it? Uh, no, I think it's got oh. a hand bleeding on it. Sanguine is related to a rabbit. Choleric is related to, which choleric is um pee. Choleric is yellow bile, related to a cat. Melancholic is related to black bile, related to an elk. And phlegm- phlegmatic is related to phlegm and the ox. So in this paint, or I keep calling it a painting. In it's this okay. print, we have the four humors represented in... Um, in the animal forms that they are, which is so cool. And essentially, well, I'll talk a little bit about why they're there in just a second, but I want to talk about the other animals you saw. The parrot symbolizes the Virgin Mary because apparently this type of parrot sound was described as reminiscent to the Ave Maria prayer. Apparently the parrot sounds like Ave Maria. Um... Which is crazy. So they put that <laughs> they put that parrot in there to show like, oh, Virgin Mary, something. Oh, I that's know. Maria. Um, and then the snake in the tree obviously represents evil, and a mouse at this time represents male weakness, which I think is very interesting. So the fact that it's under Adam's foot shows that he's like about to encounter male weakness, like he's about to step on male weakness. Adam is also hmm. holding the branch of a mountain ash tree, which was later considered, they called that tree the tree of life. So he's holding a mountain ash tree, which is the tree of life, which is like what God offers them as an ulterior motive later in this story. And in Eve's other hand, she has a fig branch and fig, which is a sign of fertility and oh. might be connected to the soon peril of being able to bear children and have to go through that whole thing so he's got the tree of life she's got the fig branch he's about to step on male weakness um and why all these animals are here is because it shows perfection at this time it shows complete equilibrium 
there's no there's no sickness because all of the animals are in peace. There, there's not like one that's more than the other. There's no illness. It's all perfect. Even the fact that there's a cat next to a mouse is purposeful because it shows the cat's not chasing the mouse. I was gonna say she's she's quiet. She looks her eyes are closed. Mm-hmm. It's it's all peace. And the fact that there's a goat on the back of the mountain about to jump off shows that it's about to be the fall of man, which is what it's referred to when they eat the fruit. So it's like the moment before the fall is what we're seeing here. Well, pictures taken moments before disaster. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. So this is this is my favorite Adam and Eve thing because I'm like, there's it's saying so much without having to say anything at all. It's so it's cool. incredible. It's amazing. And it's it is this big it's this big it's so tiny and the, so i'm like it's okay that they're ugly because it's so tiny like and for the who's the little goat guy in the is that a goat what did we say yeah. it was even though we just said it it's okay times. that you're ugly because you're <laughs> tiny he's showing he's about to fall yep. off but i'm like if this is that tiny to begin with he is microscopic yeah, really small um so yeah that's that's our what did I call him? The symbol maker. Okay, next. Yeah, I are... feel really bad about her face. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I think you'll like the next few. Um, maybe not this next one. That's okay. We're going to go. We're, the next few are a little speedier, but we have the woman hater. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be diving into this piece that much because I don't think it deserves it. Maybe not. But I had to mention this motif as a whole since it's a big part of the retelling of this biblical story. So in the original Adam and Eve, it was never highlighted that it was Eve's fault. Like no one ever placed blame on one or the other. Um, in fact, it was written that God instructed Adam to not eat the fruit. And then Eve showed up later, which I'm sure Adam had to like retell that information to her. Um, mm, I don't trust him. <laughs> no, right? And he also ate the fruit too on his own regard. Like she was like, hey, you want some of this? And he was like, yeah, totally. Um, but for some, I mean, not for some reason, obviously, Catholicism and Christianity kind of took this story as like, see, women can tempt men. That's like what they took from it. Um, and so it was like, women are tempt temptresses. And uh, it's Damn not straight. And it's not his fault. And they were right. <laughs> they were right. So a lot of paintings from these years show it as like Eve being at fall and Adam's like, oh my God, why'd you do that? Oh my God, my mouth just fell onto this apple. <laughs> it's just crazy. And it's, no one's even blaming the snake. No one's even mad yeah, at the what? snake. <laughs> like why, why was he there? <laughs> Who put the snake there? <laughs> Who made him? So a piece that does this very well, and I think you're all going to find this pretty funny, is called The Rebuke of Adam and Eve by Domencino. Domencino, yeah, Domencino. Domin oh my gosh. Oh, by Doflamingo. Dominici. No. I practiced this earlier. Oh, by Dua Lipa. By Dua Lipa. Oh, by Duolingo. It's Sorry. D O M E N I C H I N O. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> oh, you found it? Wait, what's it called? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so. I was braiding my stupid hair. The Rebuke of Adam and Eve by D O M E N. <laughs> I-C-H-I-N-O from 1626. Oh, Dominici. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, by La Bastici. What do you guys think? Tell me about Tell me about your reactions. Wait, let me get it up. It's, it's a joke. It's a big joke. <laughs> he's, he's standing there. He's doing like a meme stance like, oh, come on. This look is at, crazy. Look at, look at Eve. It was Eve. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Seinfeld. 
Ew! <laughs> I can see it. I would like to direct our attention to the creature in the bottom right-hand corner. That's that's, <laughs> that's a lion, right? Yeah, it's a lion. There's a whole story part of the Adam and Eve where it's like, and, and all the animals were peaceful, and then they turned into monsters, and it's showing the lion turning from like this beautiful creature to like a monster, essentially, or beast, they called it. He looks like he's saying this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny, though. He, yeah. Adam's really just like, it's her fault. And she's kind of like, what about the snake? Come and on, God. Is that look Jesus at up Eve. there? That's like baby Jesus? Is that like God? Who That's is God, the, yes. His thighs are like, for, literally, forgive me. <laughs> kind of juicy. Also, is that a bowling ball? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an, I forget, I think it's a type of fruit. The, it looks the, like an orb. When oh. he's in that like little cape thing, which is common on the Sistine Chapel too, it's supposed to show that, like the womb. He's like in a womb, essentially. He's Ooh. in a uterus. That looks like what's the movie where there's the thing in the air? Um, nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you you go from I've never seen that movie to remembering parts of that movie. <laughs> I also I like how we got nope out of the thing in the air. <laughs> That was crazy. She has a limited amount of movies she's seen, so I know. There's a limited amount of answers it could have been. <laughs> also, I'd like to note that the the fruit in this is pears, not apples. Um, oh, I really, she's so pale. Sorry to cut you off. No, don't worry. I've just scanned to she's the left glowing. side of this image. She's glowing. I do love the choice of uh, leaves that are surrounding their pubic areas. It's like, oh, you're wearing like a little skirt. Like The right, other ones are like accidental. <laughs> That's how I always pictured it. And then she has a little leaf bikini. It is funny that her boobs are out. Like, right? Yeah. That's that's not a private part. As it should be. Yes, exactly. Adam kind of looks like, what's his name? Uh, young yeah. Gravy? Oh. oh. <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> I, no, I was going to say Jack like, Harlow. Oh, you know what? No, everyone's answers are better than mine. I don't want to say mine anymore. Adam is white what's boy yours? of the month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, white boy of the month. <laughs> I can't remember Please. his name. I can't remember his name. Um, from the Facebook movie from Social Network. Oh. Oh, Mr. Jesse Jobs. Eisenberg. Oh, <laughs> yes, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg. Yeah. Oh, I can see it. But yeah, no, he's more like Young Gravy for sure. The beard. Mm. I didn't know he could have a beard like that actually. Um, but yeah, this one I really like it because the way that Eve is looking at Adam, she's not like looking at. God, like, why are you doing this to me? She's like looking at him, like, why are you doing this to me? It was the snake. Um, but yeah, that kind of this hey. is just this is the. I guess at the end of the day, Adam's the real snake. Exactly. Amen. Exactly. They would do numbers on Love Island. Oh. <laughs> but that this is just like the peak of the woman hater version of of this motif so had to mention that one um then we got type number four the fantasy story i'm hoping this will be everyone's favorite but there was limited information online about this so i actually <gasps> did do my what? oh my god i was trying to send a picture of young gravy and adam to art farts and i sent it to my mom <laughs> <laughs> that's good oh my god oh my god <laughs> Oh my god. I feel like she'll understand about anything. I know, but it was <laughs> Yeah, it can't be that bad. No, I know, but I just was flabbergasted. <laughs> I could not believe. 
That's funny. It wasn't that bad. I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> so type four, I think it will be everyone's favorite. I do have the littlest amount of information, so I did take it into my own account to um, generate what I think is being interpreted in this painting. Or I keep saying painting. This one's also not a painting. Uh. Um, but this is what I'd like to call the fantasy. Um, a lot of artists have had fun, fanciful inter. I stuttered. Interpretations of the cent- <laughs> this century's old story. They play with gender and sexuality and good versus evil. And there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pieces. And this episode could literally be hours long. And I could have talked about something even more modern. Um, and maybe I will one day. But I saw this piece online recently and I was like, I need to put this in this episode. I This has to be brought in here and I have to figure out how to incorporate it. Incorporate it. Um, this piece is, before you look it up, I'll tell you what it is, okay. and then I'll tell you when to look it up. It's called In Paradise by Max Svavinsky, and I did look up how to pronounce that name. Um, and I want to say just a little bit about Max first. He He's really cool. He was born, um, he was a very famous artist from now modern day Czech, Czech Republic, um, but at the time, I don't remember what it was referred to. And fun fact about this dude. And I think at his time, it was Bohemia, technically. Oh. <laughs> well, you learn something every day. I know. Um, but fun fact about this dude, before we hop more into this, Max was in the 1932 Olympics competing in their art event, which is how I learned that the Olympics used to have an art event for what? a long time. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, art why don't they have that anymore? What, the what would they, t- they have to do? Just paint? Yeah. They took it out. Okay, well, they did take it out in, like, the 1940s, and I, there's only one reason I can think of why. <laughs> ah. Yeah, probably, right? Hitler ruins everything. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. Uh, that also, I mean, it, not, to side with, not to side with him, but separate from Okay, let's from hear the- her out. <laughs> <laughs> I will sit my white ass down and listen. No, and I disagree with him, but uh, that seems like a pretty, like, like you, how do you judge that? How do you judge the painting competition? I think you just have to be good. Like, you what just, does that mean? I think it's probably like ice skating, where it's like there's not like you can't mm. win. You you know, there's no finish line, but it's oh, like oh, they're judge. You're right. Well, I forget that you they can, can score you can it. Like, well, I guess yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you can like fuck up ice skating. Like you can fall. But yeah. Like and that and that's clearly wrong. But like if you paint. And you paint something purposely in a way, like, how right? can they know? You it was know? also you can explain it was, away a lot of fuck up. It was 1932, and I think it was mm. like, it had to be like classic painting. I mean, we'll, we can do an episode on, on Olympic art, honestly. I feel like that would be fun. We but can. I I'm um, sure we won't, but we can. <laughs> but should we? But should we? Maybe. Um, he used many mediums to create different pieces of art, and he's most famous. I'm burping. He's most famous <laughs> now for creating art on various banknotes and postage stamps. Like, that's, yeah, where it is. So, okay, let's look up this engraving in Paradise by Mike Svavinsky, but it's spelled um, S-V-A-B-I-N-S-K-Y. I'm definitely a munch. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I didn't type it in right. Oh, who the fuck is Mike... Evans. What happened? 
Gemis Favinsky. And it's, there might be a few. It's the one where he's on his knees. <laughs> his jaws hanging open. Is she getting head? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll talk a little bit about this piece. Now, this engraving hasn't been officially marked to be Adam and Eve, like, 100%. Um, and that's just because I don't think it has enough attention around it. He wasn't popular for this series. He was popular for his, like, landscape art. Um, but he made this series of woodcuts, which he called his paradise woodcuts, that he would create after walking through gardens and greenhouse and forests. And he really felt inspired by this idea of, like, lovers. Um, and this specific piece is one out of four of what he calls the Paradise Sonata. And it's essentially like these lovers meeting in the garden Aww. or a forest. Um, but be it has been compared to Albrecht Durer's Adam and Eve based on the similarity of like the shading. The fact that he is using woodcuts. He was not primarily like a woodcut engraver. He was like a painter and other forms of artists. So like the shading, the lino cutting... Um, the fact that it is in a forest and the way that the forest is, like, dense and the fact that there are two people and this is kind of, like, their body shape and the fact that he's so muscular and even though it is a sensual piece, the idea that you can't see anyone's genitalia does give it an Adam and Eve vibe. So people do mm -hmm. think it is jokingly almost intended to be um, Adam and Eve and so a lot of famous um, critics or or whatever that word is that are... Uh, researchers um, um historians yeah historians uh, historians yeah um I they <laughs> they they say that this is like an interpretation of forbidden fruit <laughs> so uh, you okay sorry a piece of dandruff uh, fell into my vision <laughs> and i got scared um and also there's a bird above which kind of represents Durr's bird as well, even though this is a woodpecker, which is kind of funny too, a woodpecker. Oh, mm -hmm. and she is getting her woodpecked. Yeah. Um, so no and one can say- What is that, a little fox down there? Yeah, a little doe, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or doe, I can't tell. If you will, you don't have to. So what do you guys think of this, this piece? Oh, I'm obsessed. Yeah. I like it. It's very good. I, I like, love lovers, though. I love lovers. I think it's pretty cool, too. It's it's from, um, I said the year before, 1904? Mine says 1918. 1918. I'm looking at right. No, that, that sounds more right. I like her um, little hands in the air. Like, what? oh, oh, what's this? <laughs> hands up in the air. He is a munch. He is a munch. <gasps> um, and I do want to tell everyone that we can buy all four <laughs> all four pieces of Paradise Sonata for twenty thousand dollars. You're shitting me in Paradise oh. by Munch Shabinsky. <laughs> that's not that bad. No, right? I was like, actually, that's pretty crazy. You say twenty four thousand? Twenty thousand? Twenty thousand? Mm-hmm. For four for of all his woodcuts. That's yeah, not, that's not bad. That's achievable. Yeah. Should we go fund me? That's five thousand per. That's five thousand per. Three, I didn't mean to scream like that. No, that's I'm five thousand per, per woodcut. Oh, oh! I was like, wait a second. That's so funny because I was like, that adds up. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Wow. 
<laughs> yeah, right? Cheap. So I thought that was pretty cool. That That's one of my favorites. That's the fantasy. I will own this in my lifetime. Mark my fucking words. Don't. Mark my fucking coin. I was knocking on wood. Was like a good way? Oh, I guess knock on wood because to release me from this binding contract. Oh, I was saying like knock on wood, it will happen. Oh, Okay. Can you do that? That's not how that I works. I do sometimes. I knock on wood as an OCD huh. thing all the time. <laughs> I don't even knock on wood in the proper way ever. I'm just like, okay, I have to, I'm going to, I'm going to do something. <laughs> okay. Our, <laughs> okay. I'm going to do something. I'm going to shower tonight. I, and that's cue to me. If I knock on wood, it means, okay, and I won't die in the shower. That's what I do. Oh, I love that. What? <laughs> All right, last one. Art is subjective and nothing matters at all. So this one's a doozy and therefore I'm only going to brush the surface because this is something, again, I think we need to talk about in the future. And I'm surprised. I'm I'm shocked that we haven't talked about this painting or artist yet, especially Andrew. I'm looking at you. But as we all know... Stop looking at me. I'm looking at you. As we all know, art is subjective and nothing matters. So let's talk about Garden of Earthly Delights by Hieronymus Bosch. One of the most famous pieces that came from the Northern Renaissance. This piece has been featured in movies, based movies have based themselves around it. It's been in TV shows. It's been printed on clothing um, and much more for a long, long time. I mean, Doc Martens made shoes, a whole collection of shoes and things with, with this painting on it. Um, this piece is also a triptych, which means it's made up of three panels. The middle panel is twice the size of the left and right panel. Um, and one, and when you close the panel, it actually shows another panel. So it's technically there's four panels because on the front, it makes a picture too when you close it. One day, I'll talk about this, or someone will. I mean, I'd love to, but we'll talk about this amazing piece. Maybe we can do a special episode where we each take one of the triptychs on. That would be really fun, Ooh, actually. Oh. Um, and we'll talk about this piece because we have to. We literally are, we're contract, we're uh, obliged. I can't think of the We're f- contractually obligated. Thank you. I couldn't get the words. I still have COVID brain. Um, I'd like to smoke a blunt here. <laughs> you, Andrew, you would be obsessed with what goes on in the hell panel of this shit, um, which is, is on the, the right hell side. panel on the- Well, I mean, yeah. I, I've definitely seen this help. I mean, I've definitely seen this whole thing. <laughs> the, the hell panel is, is very recognizable. Though. I've definitely seen this hell. I've definitely seen seen hell before. Um, Oh, been there. (laughs) But for right now, we're actually going to take a little zoom in to the left panel. Um, Let me know when you find them. You'll know when you see them. Oh, are they the pink mass in the uh, middle of the water? Um, No. (laughs) Oh, no, that's actually a hookah. they must be the the unnamed creatures, one very tall and white and the other brown and three-legged. I love the way you describe things. <laughs> Thanks. On the left panel, we see three people right above like a, a crew of creatures, like little tiny creatures, if you will. Are they coming out of a pit? The humans? Which ones? No, the little animals. Oh, they're doing who fuck knows what. <laughs> That's the animal pit. Sorry, I audibly farted. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Oh. Um, so yeah, we zoom in, we see Adam and Eve in paradise, um, and Hieronymus Bosch does what kind of I was referencing before. He makes it horny. I don't know if you can pick up the vibe from this piece. I don't think it's like clearly obvious, but in Netherlandish art times, Northern Renaissance, this is horny. Um, 
it shows lust and and it depicts the story as lustful rather than depicting Eve's fall from grace. She's not biting into the apple. It's not even like her being created. It's not even like, oh, here, Eve, you're created. Um, it's actually God presenting Eve to Adam. Like, hey, dude. And And what do you notice about their depiction that's different from the four we've seen before? I'm trying to find a higher resolution zoomed in image of it. It's pretty They're completely naked. They're completely naked. They are fully naked. It's not even like, you know, pre, we saw pictures that were pre the bite, but they were still covered. This is pre bite fully naked because God's literally like, Hey dude, you're probably horny, right? You're horny here. I mean, I gave you this. I made you this. <laughs> yes, literally. It's like I made you this insane world and uh, you're naked and it doesn't matter. And so it's kind of saying like the other stories are like, oh, he was lonely. He wanted a companion. And this one was like, he's horny and we need to procreate now. Sorry, I thought there was lightning, but I think a light turned on outside. I got so scared. Oh, no, that happens. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's a motion sensor light, which is deeply unsettling that sometimes late at night it will just come on outside of my window, which I do realize that Evan and I both can see that light. <laughs> that is scary. Um, so, yeah, he's presenting Eve to Adam like, this is yours. Um, and historians over time are like, this is him um, presenting Eve to Adam as marriage. Um, but, you know, people were like, yeah, it's marriage, marriage. But in the Old Testament, the instructions that he gave to Eve were to be fruitful and multiply. And I don't see a ring. No, they don't get married. I think they get married like way later <laughs> in life or whatever. Um, but yes, it was like, he was like, okay. And there actually is like scenes of orgies happening later in the painting as you go through the triptych but we'll get into that one day in the future but what i can tell you right now is that we see spurting fountains nearby which is literally supposed to allude to orgasm um we see fruit trees and all the fruit is supposed to be representative of like sexy fruit and like <laughs> like horny uh, sexy fruit, fruit. <laughs> oh the horny, horny fruit, fruit. And then all, <laughs> all of the vast array of creatures allude to the pleasures of life and chaos to come is the exact quote from the article I read, and I had to just leave it just like that. Um, and as you Horny can see, animals. Yes, right. just, just like they're like, oh, it, it's literally like God's like, you're going to have sex, and it's going to be crazy and chaotic. And it's like weird. It's weird that he And you're going to go to hell. And then later you're going to go to hell, and they're going to be having orgies in hell. You'll see. Um, you'll see. You'll all see. Uh. <laughs> Hieronymus, Hieronymus Bosch is a baller, and this painting goes so hard, and I can't wait to talk about it one day. Um, but I don't want to get too much into the chaos. We'll save the chaoticness for a future episode. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed learning about two friends who were banished to serve a life of pain and misery and fucked it up for everyone else, too. And that's my episode. That was beautiful. Yeah. Courtney, that was that was really well that was well done. Thank you very much. You're welcome, everybody. I had so much fun doing it. I love doing a little I out enjoy of the box that moment. Deeply. Um Yeah, okay. Uh at the ends of our well, let me fart myself out. Well, let me fart. At the ends of our episodes, we like to do a little talk time, share things that we're recommending or not recommending. Um talk and today time, I'm gonna share say thing. How have you been adamant your Eve? Ooh. 
How have you been eating your Adam? I like that better. Uh, how about how have you been biting your apple? Uh, how, biting your fruit, Andrew. What's been what's been biting biting your fruit? Ooh, that's a little munchy sounding. <laughs> um, yeah. What's been biting your fruit, Andrew? Um. Well, it's been a while since we've been here, so I'm gonna say George Clanton concert. <gasps> Yeah. Cool. Very good. Cool. One of the best concerts I've ever been to. Uh, love George Clanton. Um, mwah, mwah. Uh, <laughs> held his hand. Looked him in the eyes. We danced together. Aww. It was magical. Aww. Mwah, mwah. Mwah, mwah. I love and that. I'm going to pass it to Leanne. Um, I watched all eight episodes of, I think it's called Unstable. With Rob Lowe and then Rob Lowe's son, <laughs> who is his real life son and also plays his son in the show. Um, it was a watch. I sat there, I watched all eight episodes all at once. I think it's on Netflix. Um, if you're bored, it's there. Um, I didn't hate it. Um you I'm know, you to... don't have to present this if you feel very, <laughs> it feels like you're very lukewarm on this. Well, I've, I, I have, I truly have done nothing else. Um, hmm. Oh, I had Caesar salad today and that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd recommend going to therapy and getting a Caesar salad. Yeah. Courtney, what's been, what is it? Eating your ass? Oh, <laughs> What, Courtney, what's been eating your ass? Uh, separate from the question that you all posed. What is it, biting your fruit? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so close. Um, well, is Andrew eating chips again? <laughs> it sounds like you're no, either... No, sorry, I'm eating a crunch bar. Oh, I Are thought you, you were serious? hacking the mainframe. I thought you were rapidly typing. A crunch bar? What'd you just say? The chocolate bar? I hate oh, crunch bars. I don't know why I felt <laughs> like I... You crunch bar? No, no I for, hate them. For a second, I thought I'd never heard the word crunch bar ever. I, I said no in regards to you not liking crunch bars. Crunch bars are kind of good. I hate crunch bars. Sorry, everybody. It is that type of chocolate that like leaves a film on the roof of your mouth, though. I hate the crunch bar. I hate the crunch bar. You don't bar. like the crunch? Ooh, the crunch bar is my favorite bar. <laughs> I kill you. Oh, you thought he was Mouthful. feeling you? This dude is a crunch. <laughs> this dude is a crunch. That's a good that's a good title for this episode. Um We've already done a munch title. Crunchy, he ate it. He ate it. <laughs> I he ate the crunch. I can't focus with Andrew's with Andrew's rapper noises. What's wrong? Oh, with my rapper noises along with Andrew's <laughs> rapper noises. Oh my gosh. Okay. I had COVID last week, and so <laughs> I didn't do much of anything, but um, I did watch a lot of Succession, and oh my God, I'm really into it. I'm, I'm like obsessed, and I'm watching Evan watch it, and I'm like doing the thing where I'm sta staring at Evan to react to the parts that I'm excited about. Um, but I also started a new book after I read that terrible, awful book I didn't recommend last time. Um, I started a new book called Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton, and I thought just based on the title and the looks of it, it was going to be like one of those like self-help kind of books where it's like, and this is everything I learned about love. And I was like, I don't have any interest in reading that, but it was free on my Kindle. And so I downloaded it. Oh my God. It's so good. I swear. It's like 
a replica of me wrote it because she, I don't know if it's just me or if it's universal, but every thought she has is thoughts that I've had before. Like things like mantras that I've told myself and like it's just about her learning about love from when she was like young to adulthood and she's only a few years older than us so it really is like she's like oh when I got my first email and then like you know stuff like that and it also is really cool because she's from London and she'll like name London things and I'm like oh that's crazy like we were just there she talks about the Kensington stop at the on the um the underground Um, and everything tube if you will the tube I, I just have I have a question who remembers their first email well, when her whole thing is like the like, she's used AOL AOL to sign up for an email and like AOL the whole kids. the whole dial up thing and like making her oh username. you know what I thought I you know it's making sense that she means email address yes oh I I was thinking the first email she ever got I no. was thinking that too like the first email she ever received and no. I was like who would why would anyone remember that she talked she it's like talking about texting or like talking to people on AOL messenger and things like that but it's really funny because she she talks about like I don't know I I don't want to give away too much but I'm just like in the very beginning part and she's like you have to sleep with someone before after you turn 17 but before you turn 18 and Uh, it has to and she's like you it can be the day after you turn 17 but you can't wait till you're 18 or else you'll never sleep with anyone that's real and it's funny because it's not true yeah it's not her like writing from her perspective now she truly like almost goes back to how she thought then and then Mm -hmm. every chapter you see her grow and she like when she gets to the college age I'm like oh my god no I literally what she says i'm like that i literally said that to people like i literally thought this way what's it's this so called good. again everything i know about love or yeah it's so good i you can you should read it honestly it's really it's 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 the first time in a while i've picked up a book and i actually can't put it down which is like yeah i'm hopefully gonna finish it this weekend so i'll give my seal of approval next week oh fuck yeah but um yeah that's it that's all i got art farts book club Art Farts Book Club. If you are, if you have a Storygraph, follow me on Storygraph. I'll put my Storygraph name. Follow Andrew on Storygraph. He follow reads me. more I books than me. I think mine is just Andrew Hans. I always get so mad when I, I go on there because he has read so many well, more books than me. <laughs> I'm actually about to finish a book. Um, a very short one though. That's he's his. My goal is to read five books a year, and Andrew's like to read twenty, and he like finishes. Mine is to read ten. I am almost at it. At it. Ooh. I know, no, it's so annoying to go on there. It's like honestly my motivation to keep reading. I didn't know Andrew read. I know he plays it well, cool. Well, okay, I'll, a lot of it is manga, um, but uh, you know some of it isn't. That's still reading. I did just read. I know, but it's like manga is like way easier. Not for me. I like, can't do it significantly. I've tried and I can't. <laughs> Bless Ooh. you. Oh, God. Courtney says, bless you. I'm just pissed. I'm like, that hurt my ear. (laughs) Well, I have to go watch some Muppets basketball. Actually, I have to go to sleep. I'm so tired. Uh, I'm still so sick. My name name, name is Jeff. Nice. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.